Oh, it was like over Burr Ridge. Mm-hmm. Countryside and stuff. Yeeps. Oh, professional. Look at me being professional playing the wrong theme song. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. I'm going to jump in here first. And we always say, sit back and relax. Well, we don't say that. Liam says that. But sometimes you just want to dance to our theme song. And I'm all there for it. If you want to dance to it, I've danced to it before. I've danced to all our our songs, even um, our um, Beer of the Week song. I dance to that all the time. You get to witness it all the time. It's it's quite hypnotising and and, uh, mesmerising. Tony dances to the Price is Right, the long-ass Australian Price is Right song, and it goes on for at least three and a half minutes. It just (laughs) never ends. Um, What's up, everyone? It's the Beer Engine Podcast. It's Griff. It's Tony. Uh, Almost getting, starting to get deja vu, almost. uh, Maybe a Groundhog Day type situation. Um, I'm hearing... God... That's the, there it is. That's the Australian Price is Right theme. You can keep talking. Is that still on? No. Is it, go, is it still on? No. No. All right. Keep talking. Well, it's nice to be here. We will be playing a Price is Right somewhat game, maybe a closest to the pin game a little bit later. Uh, but this week on the show, we have Tony, of course. Welcome down, Tony. You've got your little price tag badge Woo! on. Very excited to have you here. And we're also joined by uh, the lovely Kelly for some Seltzer Week shenanigans, Seltzer Bracket Week shenanigans. She's got, uh, she continues to drink a two-year-old Black Cherry Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, not dusty, does not have any sort of off flavors, no no green apple tastes, whether natural or unnatural. Uh, it just tastes good. Um, seltzer goodness. Her least favorite thing about it is it's, it's a third of the size of the best type of can of Bud Light Seltzer, which would be like 32 ounces from a... But on, game. on the plus side, it fits into her Yeti cozy, yeah, which comes right. apart in two pieces. Not pieces. You know you're a seltzer. <laughs> you know you're a seltzer enthusiast when you um, have a seltzer specific uh, can koozie from Yeti, but is um, it- which is nice, and I like Yeti brand stuff. But a, a signature, um, a signature of Yeti brand stuff is that it's it's seemingly unnecessarily expensive at times. Some Yeti stuff can be. What's the Yeti? The Yeti cooler is like four hundred and fifty dollars, isn't it? That They're, fucker is. They expensive. are not cheap. Yeah. This okay. is a gift from okay. Seltzer Weekend, like number two. I'm just going to give you a little heads up on some Australian lingo. Uh, we mm. wouldn't call that a koozie. We would call that a stubby. A stubby holder. A stubby. Because okay, sure. the Victorian bitter bottles, which is a terrible beer, will have to get you to try some Victorian bitter. Absolutely appalling. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't get some of that, yeah. It comes in a stubby bottle. And so they, they became stubby holders because that was the most popular beer in Australia. Mm. And we wouldn't say cooler, we would say esky. And it's one of the few brand names where we do the British thing. You know, when they vacuum, they are hoovering. 
we yeah, don't, sure. we don't hoover in Australia. We vacuum like normal people, but we vacuum. Yeah, um, we don't use um, the word cooler or uh, New Zealand. They use the word chili bin. We use the word chili SD. bin. I've heard that I like one. Chili bin. Chili bin's not bad. Um, yeah, Tony. There's uh, we got some great seltzer stuff planned this week. Uh, we got a breakdown of the uh, official seltzer bracket. Uh, this is a, really our mid-season awards event of the year, um, and it's not even actually happening. It's just us looking at who the potential winners are. Um, we were going to do some seltzer tasting today, Tony, and I'd like to tell that story before we get into the big news of the week. Um, I went over, so uh, we have a very nice grocery store here near our house, which is called Smith's Marketplace. And it's really just a Kroger, Tony. It's not It's not that fancy in name, but it's a very nice Kroger. It's got a Whole Foods vibe about it in there. And they got nice cheese and all that stuff. Um, and they had a, they had a singles, um, like, beer area where you can make your own little four-pack or whatever. Well, did you find love? Oh, not that kind of singles. Well, I, I always do. <laughs> but um, the... Uh, uh, now, past times we've been there, we've seen lots of seltzer in there. I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be nice. We'll do a little tasting of some of the uh, seltzers that are in the mix pack, or uh, like maybe maybe pick out four that are in here. We'll we'll do a little pre-tasting and see what we got there. But guess what, Tony? They ripped the whole shit out. Every you can't have anything good anymore. They got rid of it. That whole fridge now is full of the natural enemy of hard seltzer, the canned cocktail. <laughs> uh, so you got some fucking crown apple and Ew. whatever s- seltzer or some shit, and the cut waters are in there, and um, a few other little random like pre-mixed, oh, like the Jack and Coke things. You, you had mentioned those before, Tony, and the Lynchburg lemonades and stuff. Yep. Um, so that stuff was in there now, and I just really wasn't uh, interested in. Doing a, doing a tasting of Cutwaters, and I didn't want to buy a 12-pack uh, of of any particular seltzer because, obviously, we're still drinking two-year-old hard seltzer here, so it really didn't make a lot of sense. It is Could still good. Could you make a, sick, like a mix pack of the canned cocktails? No, they're all in four packs. Oh. No, they were all in four packs. You couldn't break anything Rude. up. funniest no. part was you could tell that they did this recently because the 12 pack, some of the 12-packs of Truly were taped back together. So you could see that they had just oh, put some on. of the individuals of the Truly back in the 12-pack For those, for those listening, you should see the disgust on Kelly's face right now. She's absolutely ah, disgusted. Yeah. Now, is this something unique? Isn't selling singles something that happens in America? Because we can buy all our hard seltzers in singles. Depends on where you're at, Tony. Yeah. Um, Corey's doesn't really do it, but they don't sell a lot of seltzer. Um, they do sell singles, but they have very specific things they sell singles of. Uh, Iron and Glass back in Romeoville just started doing this after we had left. You could essentially pick one of anything off their shelves and buy it individually at a markup. Um, oh, I could, probably could have gone to. I probably could have gone to Total Wine, but I have a, I have a lot of concerns about what's going on at Total Wine. Um, I was joking that these seltzers are du- were dusty because they're in the fridge for a while, but their shit literally has dust on it. Yeah. So I maybe got some questions about what's going on there. <coughs> mine was Excuse me, I will story. point out live on the show here, I forgot to mention this to Kelly, but I did find a new Seltzer brand Ooh, while exciting. I was in there. 
Uh, so this is breaking news. Um, the, the new seltzer brand I found was Hard Rock Seltzer. Like Hard, Hard Rock, Rock the Cafe? restaurant or the hotel. Yeah, so Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're called Hard Rock Cocktails. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-uh. Well, um, are you no, sure it no, wasn't a on. mirage? Oh, that's funny, Tony. I like that. <laughs> that's a Vegas. That's kind of that's... a Vegas joke. Okay, so it calls them hard seltzer cocktails. So I think they are hard seltzers, but cocktail inspired. So we have hurricane, mojito, blackberry, sangria, and then let's just say strawberry. That can't just say strawberry. It's probably strawberry lime. lime. Oh, that's not a cocktail either. These other three are. They just couldn't come up with a cocktail name for that. Hurricane, mojito. Sangria and strawberry lime. Oh, you know, when it gets to the end of the brainstorm, you're tired. They couldn't say it's like a strawberry lime gimlet or something. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, they are six percent though. They're strong. What do you think of these? I am intrigued by the flavors. These would be. I think you could. These could potentially pass for the bracket, but it's too late. It's well, no, it's too late. The bracket. It, we could have some play-ins. There's always opportunity for plans. 2024 Hard Rocket, Hard Rocket, I hard, will, hard Rock Seltzers. I'm going to put it in the sandbox for next year. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that, yeah, this takes a year of planning, guys, so, so get excited. Well, it's, this is going to be a big deal. Um, Tony, you were saying something. Well, I've just posted in our doc. I don't know whether Kelly can has got access to our doc. What I was thinking is, while you're over here, let's do the Australian version of of the bracket. Let's not do it with an American product. Let's do it with one brand's product to find the best flavour. Let's go with Bilson's flavoured vodkas. Let's do their bracket. Well, it's not flavoured vodkas. They're they're vodka drinks. So they're they're the premixed cocktails that you're talking about. But we start with some fairly mundane flavours like lemonade and tangerine. Um, mm-hmm. Then we go to elderflower, uh, cherry, all fairly start standard. Then we get into the good stuff. Sarsaparilla. Are you familiar with, mm. familiar with sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla, that's like a root, root beer type. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. Banoffee. Huh? Ooh. Banoffee. Wait, that's interesting. There... Like banana. You don't like I banana, I don't like banana, banana though. That's... Well, it's not a banana flavor. It's not going to get a vote from me, Tony. Well, you'll have to taste it. Um, I'll taste it. Retro fizz that's sold out. Uh, fruit what's tingle. Retro fizz. Fruit tingle. Fruit tingle's uh, like a a sweet um, cocktail mixer. Portello, Ooh. which is an Australian grape flavor. We do have other grape varieties. Mango and coconut. Musk. Mm. Are you familiar with musk? It's. I knew he's that. A, he's like, a, like he's a feller who's got that digging. What digging that tunnel over yep. here, right? Phobes is a big fan of it. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a flavor of a candy that we had that used to be made into fake cigars, um, or just sticks. Um, it's hard to explain. Okay, so it's like the taste of candy cigarettes or something. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Yep. And I'm then, looking at the pine lime right now. That's an interesting. But I'm looking at the new release that I want to try. Sour cobbler. Oh, that sounds good. Ooh. I like cola taste stuff. That was that was a runner up. Tony, uh, I don't know if Kella will like this one. Turkish delight. Oh, I love it. 
I like oh, Turkish. I like Turkish it. delight, the candy. I don't know. What do you think of the salty I'm, flavor? I'm I, I'm intrigued. I like unique flavors. These gin ones sound good to me, Tony. I'm sort of a gin drinker. Gin. I like the gin and elderflower sounds nice to me. Yep. Gin and grapefruit sounds good. I would actually love to cuvee up some gin and grapefruit <laughs> and gin and elderflower. That oh sounds gosh. good. I have uh, I've gone to a strange place on their website, oh but God. they have a grape. Bubblegum cordial? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what they did is they originally make, made these cordials, as we would call them in Australia, which is just essentially flavouring that you would put in water or fizzy water to make up a drink. Oh. And so if you find a flavour in their vodkas that you really like, that wanna, you want to take home, you can, you can buy one of these, these bottles and then add yeah. them to mix it up with some soda and some soda and you're there. Back in Australia. Berry floss, Tony. There's one that's like cotton candy. Yep, I found that a little sweet, but it was still pretty delicious. Would not say it was their worst, but I would rate uh, Turkish Delight ahead of it. Um, their creaming sodas. So on many point. of these. You could just have a bracket of these. So I know. I love this. All right, this is going to be an interesting. I already mentioned on our Australia chat on the Discord that I, I don't expect to be particularly sober during my time in, in Mafra, so I guess well, this might... This might cause it. I also really like their branding. The cans are really pretty. Um, All right, Tony. I think we should jump into this breaking news one more time, huh? Let's do that. Yeah, there's a professional, folks. Nice job. First time out. That's right. Uh, We're here. um, uh, We're hearing. We're hearing more and more some big news about Anchor Brewing, uh, which is closing. Tony, uh, a brewery that was on, I think, both of our little brewery, Mount Rushmore's, at least yep. yours, um, that is uh, closing its doors. Sapporo has uh, has shut it down, um, and I, I do highly recommend people check out the article that is out on The Defector um, if you're a subscriber there, and I do recommend subscribing to it. Their, their site is good. But of course, and I don't um, advocate this, but you can always go to, say, like 12-foot or whatever, twelve foot wall or fence or whatever it is, and see a um, twelve foot ladder, twelve foot ladder, whatever the fuck. And um, <laughs> gotta you get can over that the, fence. Uh, Come on, that's yeah, right. Yes, exactly. thirteen foot fence. It makes it. It makes it even harder for you to look at. <laughs> um, and you can read this article about what went on over the last couple of years under the rule of Sapporo. Um, Tony, you know we we had we had kind of vaguely discussed a little bit that. You know, there's kind of there's components here of mismanagement by Sapporo, um, market challenges for these regionally sized breweries. Uh, is there any one thing in particular that you really think kept them from staying alive at least, um, or is it just sort of a yeah? Them down. I would say the the one thing that kept them from being alive is Sapporo themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Being successful maybe would have been a collection of there's all these market pressures right for any business. Yep. So sitting there and put saying a bunch of vague shit, which they did. If you if you check out pretty much any article, it's a bunch of PR dog shit that that came out that says stuff like oh, um, you know San Francisco's inflation and maybe some like woke shit and the unions and. Um, nobody's buying steam ale anymore. 
uh, all that stuff. It's it's everything else's fault, which is a typical PR thing, right? Point to external factors, mm-hmm. avoid taking any responsibility. Um, classic, right? But you know, this is a this is a the type of corporate illness we've talked about a lot on this show. Maybe not a lot lately. I know we've kind of tried to refocus our. It feels like we've refocused our show a bit more on like your stuff, but um, this is this is what's going to make it hard for these sizes of breweries, these regional breweries to operate is that they're stuck in the middle of constant and the over demand of growth from investors and corporations. They have to grow into eternity. If they don't continue growing forever and ever and making more and more money, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, Versus what a brewery like anchor probably needed to do. uh, What a brewery like Russian river does sometimes, right? Even. And what Hill farmstead did uh despite their creepy guy and what new glaris does close up ranks focus on the core stuff focus on the product limit distribution a little bit cut back on profitable areas and try to stay alive in a tough market right now um i and they probably could have done that and at least gotten close to even and if they wanted out of the space they could have looked for a a buyer yes but instead they were left panicking and now they're now they're here, um, which is gone, you know, dead, and waiting waiting for someone to buy the brand, essentially. Yeah, this is the problem you have when big corporations buy into a property like this. They're not focused enough to push the beer forward at all. There were no exciting uh, anchor brands coming out. Um, there were no limited releases. Uh, they seem yeah. to have. Um, killed um, anything that made the brand unique anyway. Uh, so they They're even trying to kill, I mean, one of their cost-saving ideas was to get rid of Christmas ale yeah. or our special ale, which what sense does that make? It's their second most popular brand. They also were doing stuff where some of their new brands were like new fan, like newfangled hazy IPAs, which almost feels like, and, and Anchor is a great example of this, that is the worst route for them to take in terms of like innovation product is to just do what everyone else is doing. That's yep. insane to me. Yep. Because you look at their, um, let's go through their core range, steam, beer, sure. small beer, American pale, porter, barley wine, brown ale, lager, export, I, IPA, I was about to say IPL, but anchor IPA, of course, sure. and a barrel aged beer. That that's that was their core range, like there's no room in there for a hazy. That brand doesn't make sense, but from a corporate point of view, I suppose it does. And this is what happens when you are such a small part of a big machine. You get Jack Jack uh, Welched out of it. Where it, if you're not profitable for their profit line in that twelve month period, you're gone. Forget about who, what anchor who could wouldn't do. want to. Do- for Sapporo in 12 months' time, 24 months' time, medium-term growth, forget about it. If you're not profitable in that 12 months, you're gone. You're exactly right, Tony. Sorry to jump all over you there. But I'm looking at their core range, and I'm blown away at just the number of products they've made. Um, I think it's fine for them to make a lager and stuff. That's fine. West Coast IPA makes sense. But if you're looking for innovation product, uh, who wouldn't want to drink, like, Anchor Porter with name a coffee roaster in yeah. San Diego, right? Or uh, Anchor Porter Bourbon Barrel Age. 
Urban Barrel Aids, Old Foghorn. Yes. Uh, any of this stuff, right? These are products that you could make. You wouldn't have to make a lot more of them, and you could put them at a premium price and make them insanely profitable, right? Mm-hmm. This is what breweries do this stuff all the time, right? Um, but that would come with having to, again, lock down like a distribution seven states or something, right? Instead of trying for 45 states, you'd have to sort of refocus on the product instead of trying to just make more beer, more product to pump out to the whole country. I wasn't going to buy it anyways, you know? Um, I don't know. You know, there's, it's, it's really, um, it's unfortunate because Anchor Porter is a great beer. Steam Ale is a delicious beer uh, when done right. Also on their website, looking at their god-awful branding that looks like Twisted Tea. <laughs> um, the yellow steam beer can looks like Twisted Tea. Uh, we got our brand expert here discuss this, but I, I don't see how you don't see Twisted Tea when you look at these yellow cans. Hold on, I gotta um, prove my age. And uh, also, their number two beer here is a San Pancho Mexican style lager with lime flavor. What the fuck? Whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, oh, Liberty God. Ale, another great beer too, but what's that? Crazy. Yeah. The design is... It's boring. It's, it's very generic. I forgot about Liberty Ale, which is an awesome pale ale. I mean, there's another one, right? What if you, these are such classic beers. What if you made Liberty Ale with Citra or something? You know, I know that's corny sounding. Or made Liberty Ale with it with an experimental hop or something like that. Uh, there's just, there's so many, so many takes that people would have been like, oh, you know what? That's really interesting. It's like, you know, I don't know. It, it feels like a wasted opportunity. But Tony, do you think there's a future here? Is this just it? Are they they're closed up the doors? They seem to be shutting it down. Sapporo doesn't want to do anything with it. Um, is Sapporo going to be bitter here and um, just like continue to own the brand and the copyright and the recipes and not give anything for it? Um, or or will someone like Sierra Nevada jump in and buy the buy the brand and the recipes and uh, try to try to reinvigorate it somehow? Potentially. Um... They, and I mean that they could do both. You never know what a big corporation is going to do because you never know who is managing that portfolio and what they're actually thinking. This is when you get into big yeah. corporations like this, and especially around decisions like this, it really comes down to an individual boss's level. I hope their actual uh, liquidation goes poorly enough that they decide not to hold on to the brand. And it gets sold to a Sierra Nevada, a Russian River, even how a US venture capital firm that knows what they're doing around beer for fuck's sake. That'd be enough. They they would. Somebody was it. somebody was on Twitter begging Kings and Convicts to do it. Remember them, Tony? Oh yes. Remember the company that bought that bought a, a Ballast Point for a dollar or whatever it was. Hey, I, I think they would do a better job than Sapporo. They did what they did. What we're saying, right? Yep. They closed down ranks a little bit, and they said, "All right, all right, all right. We're, we're we're way way over leveraged here. We need to mm-hmm. cut back. We don't need uh, fucking durian uh, sculpin. We don't just have sculpin. We don't need we don't need every fruit variant of sculpin. We can take it easy. <laughs> we don't need a tap room in Chicago. You know, none of this shit makes yeah. sense. Yep. And hey, even if Brewdog got it, who who really cares? As long as we still get steam and we get foghorn and we get Christmas ale back, so that I would be that back. would be an amazing thing to happen, Tony. If Brewdog, Brewdog just dying for brand goodwill, 
Uh, and, and we know the rule with BrewDog, for every one good and interesting thing they do, they do five bad things. So what would the five bad things be that would come right after it? Like, James Watt goes to the press conference and, and grabs a girl's ass or something. Like that. Oh, he talks about <laughs> save, saving the workforce, but then he uh, mechanises the entire anchor line and it's all run by robots and one person in a control room. Um, oh, yeah, well, Sapporo, yeah, Sapporo had shifted stuff to all this robot stuff and it had slowed production by 60% or something they were saying. It's because they want, essentially, part of the reason they're closing, Tony, I think, is that they wanted to punish the union. Yep. I think it's. I think there's just straight-up punishment going on, right? They, they slowed down production. They didn't want to rehire anybody. They didn't want to keep these the union people on staff. And closing to them is really, I mean, it's probably a little painful because they spent money on this, but it's probably not enough for Sapporo to really care. To them, it was more fun to, to punish the, the, the workers. Yep, I, I think that that is the case, and hey, you all know that we're big fans of at least Griff and I can't speak for the other person on here. We're big fans of corporations and everything they do for humanity, and and how how they don't just think about themselves um, and put everything through that lens. Even their community outreach, they always think about the whole community. They're so smart too. I mean, some of the smartest, least uh, brash, and um unpredictable and impulsive people. Okay. Right? They do everything based on statistics and uh, and uh, data. They who love doing is, stuff on data. Who is more rational? The um, chat GPT, whoever's <laughs> programming chat GPT, or the management at Budweiser? I'm going to oh, give it to the AI by a huge yeah, margin. Yeah, I think so. I mean... I think so too. I mean, that's, I mean, that's part of partially a humanity thing, right? People are, people tend themselves tend to be impulsive and stupid, but, um, which is fine in, in almost any case, the problem for these, the rich guys in the suits is that besides being, you know, having humanity and being compulsive, they also have no empathy and, um, no understanding of like what regular people do. It's like, it's the, it's $10 banana shit, right? It's, Yep. Um, I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, it's it's not knowing the price of milk. Like, right? They yeah. don't know how much milk costs. They don't know anything. That's, I mean, so they you combine all the things that are natural about them as being people, but also with like no understanding of what anyone else in the world actually behaves like. Yep. Which is funny when you're making a product like beer, which is very um, populist typically in nature, unless you're making you know 37 month aged barley wine or something, right? It tends to be a very populist product, especially compared to wine, right? Which has get, been getting better and more affordable and et cetera. But beer has always been that. So to be someone making beer and not understand the plight of the working man is sort of a deadly combination. It really is. And here it is, right? So Anchor's gone. Stone is still owned by Sapporo. Do we think Stone... It's, it's hard to think of Stone having the same fate. 12, 15 years ago, it might have been difficult. I mean, they weren't owned by Sapporo at the time, uh, so they didn't. They had their, they had their demise hastened, but um, it, it would been it would have been hard to imagine Anchor not existing. Yeah, uh, even even five years ago, really. Look, um, all, all we can talk about oh, is the next couple of years, and their brands tend to fit a little better because they're a little bit more, at least to the initials of the current beer market. It's an IPA brewery, so it'll survive. I think West Coast IPA. Yeah. yeah. Will it thrive? No. 
Will they do anything exciting with the brand? No. Will it die a slow death in five years? Potentially. But right at the moment, it'll survive. Unlike Anchor, there is a place for that brand, even if it's mismanaged in the marketplace. It's interesting to think about, though, because when I thought when I saw Stone was still in the Sapporo portfolio, I was like, I mean, that is interesting. I, I even even in t- times I've been here since I've been here, like in the last two plus years, I've been like, you know what? I really want to buy Enjoy Buy. I like Enjoy Buy. That's yep. a great tasting beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an unusual thing to get. Or I'll see they've collaborated with Pizza Port or something. I'm like, sick. That's cool. I want that. But now it's, it feels pretty, it feels pretty of not, it doesn't feel close anymore. I don't feel like I'm looking at Stone a lot when I'm at Corey's or seeing it even. Um, I'm seeing it mostly if I'm at a casino. Like if I'm at whatever the fuck it's called, Kel, 32 degree nighttime hockey bar now at the yeah. M or, um, you know, other, other casino bar that might have like a slightly higher end beer on, I don't know, uh, the park MGM or something. Um, you might run into stone, but, but that's about it. I, I, um, I feel like it's already started to like fade away. Like there's maybe, maybe there's some distribution issue with Sapporo that like they're shitty to the distributors. I don't know, you know, it's me, but whatever. So it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I do recommend people read any of the number of different writings that are out there. I know Michael Roper from um, Hopleaf has had a long and interesting relationship with Anchor, uh, carrying their beer pretty much constantly over the past 40-something years. Um, So I'm sure he had interesting things to say about it. I'll miss the Christmas beer. It was always good. Silver Stamp will get magnums of it, uh, but that will be uh, no more, at least for the foreseeable future i'll have to stick to uh sierra nevada celebration which you know oh no you're crying oh shit (laughs) i guess i'll have to deal with that all right tony that's the hyper beer nerd dork shit news this week we're going to leave it there we got big cells to talk to do but first why don't we go and see what our friends and fans have been posting in our discord Thanks to Corey for highlighting the uh, anchor story for us this morning uh, at 10:45 a.m. Pacific. Nice job. Um, uh, I'd say congrats, but I, I beat you to it, Tony. Uh, Corey, I, I know I looked at it at 10:46. <laughs> I'm positive I saw mm-hmm. it at 10:46. So I'm heartbroken you that you beat me to it. Um, we we had some interesting uh, beer chat this week. Actually, I, I wanted to. Go through this. I appreciate everybody posting the Discord. Um, I will point out that I know we don't have a, um, we don't have, you know, the hundreds of millions of fans that uh, this ain't Iowa has, but our Discord is far more active. Yes. <laughs> I, guess up there. I got one thing going for me, Tony. Uh, I, but guess what? Even I have to go to Kingman, Arizona tomorrow, so I couldn't even get out of that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck there too. I'll, if you guys want to see me not doing anything in Kingman or Arizona, sitting around drinking beer from a dirty line at the Sundowner Saloon, come come check it out. Um, I'll be there, and somebody's performing comedy. I couldn't tell you who though. Uh, we got Nick Torque drinking some interesting beers this week, actually. Uh, Kelly's going to like this one uh, from Ju- July 6th, a chili cucumber dill pickle sour from, is that, that's New Zealand's garage, par- 
garage project, correct, yep, Tony? That is correct. So, Tony, you like uh, Tony? Tony likes a pickle beer, probably. But I know Kelly likes a pickle beer. I enjoy a pickle beer. Makes the pickle mate. Made right? No, made right is loose meat. Made right is the loose meat sandwiches, (laughs) in fact. But I feel a handful of places make pickle beers. I know they have. They're carrying a pickle seltzer, in fact, at the Silver Stamp on and off. Ooh, Um, best made. Best made. It's a Martin House. House. Yes, Martin House is making the pickle beer. (laughs) Made right. Made right. Made right makes a sandwich called a loose meat sandwich, Tony. If you haven't heard of it, oh, I sure have. Um, chili cucumber dill pickle sour. I think this sounds interesting. The chili part is actually the yeah. part that maybe gives me the, the heebie-jeebies, but I think I'd try it. What do you think? Always worth a shot. Garage Project do some good stuff. Um, yep. Now, Sailor's Grave do a, a dill pickle goza, which is also Ooh. pretty delicious. Um, Very good. And they actually do it in um, collaboration with a local um, chip maker. Um, in England, they would be called crisps, but in this case, we're talking about those kind of chips um, who also put out a chip-flavoured, um, a dill pickle-flavoured chip. Um, and you, <laughs> currently you can get It's a Big Dill at Mafco for takeaway. And Kelly and I staring at the Taco Bell menu, by the way, yesterday from Australia and looking at the two at tortilla chips and chips mm-hmm. on the same menu and us being like, what the fuck? Like, wait. Are they talk- oh, those are fries. OK, I just remembered <laughs> what chips means. there. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, it's a big deal is a great traveler. Good. I often get that on the walk home from the brewery. OK, great to know. Wow. Even though it's walk home, you, even though you take a walk, you can take one for a walk. Well, technically, it's not legal. I, I buy a takeaway beer and no open container laws in Australia. You're not meant to have beer open on the street, but what cop's going to see me on this private road between my place and the brewery? Um, there's only like six houses that where I'm on a public road, so I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, it's fine. Um we got some rave reviews, Tony, and our breakdown, our scientific breakdown of thialized yeast and phantasm hops and hop keef. Um, I think really of a um, a deep dive into the important um, vocabulary and uh, jargon and uh, vernacular of brewing. Uh, we clearly understood what we were talking about, but it does look like Nick Torque had the beer question, uh, which was the thialized double IPA from one drop. Yes. Um, and he says he wouldn't seek it out again, but it was not bad. That's good to know. <laughs> um, we got another another pickle beer here uh, from Max Allotment, drinking yep. the Christmas Pickle Gosa from Double Nickel. I think Double Nickel is... Um, oh, no, they're from New Jersey. I don't know why I thought they might have been from Canada. New Jersey. Uh, the man, the man likes his New Jersey breweries. We respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas pickle. That's a people have cr- pickle ornaments, right, Kel? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a, it's the tradition where if you find the pickle ornament hung on the tree, like you get a prize or an extra little present. Very cool. Uh, hopefully that was tasty, Max. Then we had Nick Torque. He was back on the camping. The man's a camper. I I was. I, I will never be a camper, Tony. I, I, if, if you're going to get me camping, 
I need to show. It's really I just want to be outside for a little bit. So I just want you. I want to show up. I need everything set up. Somebody, I need to pay someone to set everything up for me. Uh, the the tent, all that stuff. The 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 queen size bed. Um, <laughs> you you want to go clamping. The TV. Yeah, you do um, want to go clamping. Yeah, I just want to go clamping. I think that sounds great. I also want to go clamping. Um, it looks like Nick was drinking the Mandarin Farmhouse Ale from Fury and Son, who is closing down permanently. I'll rest in peace. Mm. Um, he was drinking out of the old camp. I do like the camping mugs. Those are cool. But uh, hopefully that hit Nick. And then a, a Teeling. What is Teeling Whiskey, Tony? He was drinking a Teeling Whiskey infused stout. Is that an Irish whiskey or what? Uh, that I'm not sure on, but I've had that beer and it's pretty delicious. Uh, teeling Whiskey. It's a, it's a small batch. Or at least they're using that in their marketing on their website. Small bad Irish Irish whiskey. Yep. I can get it here at Total Wine, apparently. There you go. Ooh. So there you go. I'm not a big Irish whiskey drinker. Are you a big Jameson drinker? I it's the only whiskey I really like drinking neat on a semi regular basis. Um, Irish whiskey. Yes. Yep. It's my but more than bourbon. Do you guys get any good bourbon or you just get makers or something? No offense to makers, which is fine. What, what, what is good bourbon? And yes, we get good bourbon, but am I willing to pay the price for good bourbon? Yeah, I get you. But I mean, d- depending what on what good means. Yeah, like some people. I mean, even like buffalo, buffalo Trace is yeah, fine to me. We, we get Buffalo Trace, and it's not expensive relatively to other bourbons. Um, it's, I think I've got some Buffalo Trace sitting on the shelf right, right now. So, yeah, we get good now, here's a good one from... Here's a good one from Nick Torque. Now, Kelly and I have had this beer. The En Masse A Jesus from Evil Twin. Uh, Kelly is from July 8th. Uh, he was mm-hmm. drinking a little can of some port barrel aged Imperial Stout. That's a nice beer. Uh, I hope Nick enjoyed that. Um, sometimes I'm a little uncertain on port barrel stuff, but this one hit the target for me. So I think, yeah. I think Evil Twin. Evil Twin with the barrel aged stuff, if you can get one that's not infected, and doesn't explode all over your countertop because it had too many like peanuts or something in it. Um, you you've got a winner. They do a nice job with the with the barrel work there. Yep. Then we had Nick uh, drinking some bear, bourbon barrel aged white stout tiramisu edition, of vanilla cacao coffee and lactose galore. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <laughs> apparently Nick remembered that white stout is something I've I've in the past had a little bit of a. Um, okay, Kel's going to the fridge. She's, uh, can you get me the IPA that's in there? The all right, sweet. See, gotta get, gotta get what I need out of there. Um, so I guess what I'm saying when I say it becomes something different when you bourbon barrel age it is because I think it just becomes a barley wine. Yeah, potentially. I, I, I still <laughs> don't think the effort of a white stout is worth it. You give me those adjuncts. In a proper stout base, I think it's going to turn out better. Now, is this a non-delicious beer? No, I still think this is probably a delicious beer, but I, 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 I think the style's dumb. I, I just don't fucking get it. Um, there was a beer. Oh my god, there was a beer from Chicago. Oh no, why can't I remember the name of it? They, but it was Pipeworks. It was a Pipeworks White Stout. It was um, Big Lebowski inspired, um, and uh, oh, hey, it's called Hey Man. There's a beverage there. 
there. Pipe works barrel. Um, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. careful man. Hey, careful man. There's a beverage there, and there was a barrel aged version of that, and it was so good. White Russian Imperial Stout with coffee, vanilla, lactose, and cacao. So I, I do not usually like white stout, but that beer on the on the bourbon barrels hit so hard. It was pastry wine. I mean, there's no other way to describe <laughs> it. It was so good, um, and they barrel they that hit the barrel hard. Like it had that like punch, that barrel punch that I like. Yep. Um, oh, great beer. Pipeworks Barrel Age used to be the thing. Remember that, Kel? That used to be like the stuff to get. It had those, they were in those beige labels that were on there because their, their labels are so color heavy. Yes. The barrel aged stuff was sort of like a little more um, minimalist, I guess, in nature. And, and those beers kicked ass. But I don't know what they're up to now. Anyways, uh, mm -hmm. funny enough, Corey did make us some t shirts if we want to have them. Uh, he made a, he made he made some T-shirts design, designs that uh, just have what I said: barrel age a white stout, and it enters new territory. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I also wanted to cover this post real quick uh, from the Insider. Fox host Larry Kudlow rages that Biden's climate plan will force Americans to drink plant-based beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Bill as they share that. What do you think? Is it gonna? Yeah. Well, well, you know, goodbye meat-based beer. Like beer. we've had beers. I've had a beer with chicken in it. Yeah, and that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. Yep, that yeah, was. We can get this guy Very one of those. Mistake. But um, uh, yeah, what does he not consider uh, barley a plant? I don't know what he's going for here. Um, it is really, I mean, I don't know. He's just, it's, it's just finding out. This is the thing where they, I mean, this is from a long time ago too, but it's one of those things where you don't have to say, you don't have to, nobody's going to argue with you on this. You can just say whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. There's no way to lose or win an argument on this stuff. We've talked about it before. Like, um, Nick Torque also made a shirt request, which is that we have a t-shirt with a pineapple and the words undisputed king of fruit. Um, I actually did start trying to design this, Nick, so maybe I, maybe I can get something to happen with that. And um, finally, uh, W2's drinking his last can from the Benthic box, I Shed a Tear, The Sunken Ghost. Fantastic beer. And, Tony, I wanted to bring this up. Um, maybe our last thing here is uh, everybody starts complaining about October Halloween creep. Uh, this comes from Microphone Brewing, favorite a favorite brewery of mine. It may seem early in the year, but our German-style lagers are ready. After lagering for over six weeks, two German lagers are ready for you. Oomph! Our German-style fest beer, the lighter, lower ABV lager, most commonly consumed during Oktoberfest. Kick Push Prost, our German-style Oktoberfest lager, the darker, more malty lager, commonly known as a Merzen. That was posted July 12th. 2023 tony what do you think about this is this what's the level here of creep here and um would you just drink these because i think i would i'd just drink them i, I don't yeah, fuck it. yeah i just want one yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like everybody i gave thinks, up on giving a shit yeah i i i just don't get this about this love of like seasonal products if it's good enough to drink, put it out all fucking year. It's like people get upset because hot cross buns, which are a thing in Australia for Easter, are out before Christmas. 
Um, I don't give a fuck. I'm not religious. They're just products. If you want to have them out before Christmas and they're an Easter product, I don't give a stuff. If if it's delicious enough to eat all year round, eat it all year round. That's just my view. Hey, I used to buy Irish soda bread all the time. Like why, time yeah, year, why I deny yourself stuff. something delicious? Yeah. No. I get you. All right. I will. You know what? I don't think I'm going to make it to Miker on this trip because I'm not going to have a car. But, um, oh, by the way, I will be in Chicago about a week from today. Funny enough, Tony. Um, but, uh, I would like to, uh, I'll, I will get my hands on some of these fest beers if I can, uh, because they're always good. Chicago makes some of the best, best beers in the country. So, um, also we had some action in my, we we have created a channel for my, for mine and Kelly's Australia trip. Very many thanks to Nick and PMAC for providing us with some great advice that we will be taking into consideration here. Um, because, uh, uh, notably on what days mountain culture is open because I almost messed that up really bad. So I mm. got to figure that, figure out how I'm going to make that work. And I think that's about it. Oh, one more thing, actually, Tony in the kitchen. Uh, I have seen this. I have seen this. This has been the Bud Light news story of the week. It has nothing to do with Bud Light, but it's been like that where it's been in front of my face 600 <laughs> times. The revolting Burger King Thailand, uh, new cheeseburger which is just 20 slices of american <laughs> cheese on a bun have you seen this tony you're not no but i want it oh, you want this you like incredible. this it's looks horrible to me i do not care for american cheese you guys know this Tony, you gotta look at this you need to go look at this because it's i know i don't actually want this but you can tell me if you go like cheeseburger cheese it's a better burger experience i think it is I don't like how it's not melted at all. It's just cold fucking... Yeah, that's gross. Cheeseburger cheese, American cheese. <laughs> Dude, this is, you will never shit again. It's <laughs> got a cork in it after you eat this thing. Or you'll just shit your pants straight away, yeah. Straight <laughs> away, yeah, you just, just immediately blast your ass out. You're a hole in your undies. It's, not, nice. it's a gamble. Very good. And I think... That's about it. I don't want to do any cricket talk this week, but thanks for everyone's cricket advice. Um, I I enjoy that they pause for sandwiches and cakes in the middle of cricket. I think that's an awesome thing yep. to think about. Um, so that said, why don't we jump over to the logger of the week, Tony? Let's do that. Chris, logger of the week. Chris, logger of the week. Why don't we let our guest go first? Do you have a lager you enjoyed this week? Oh, yeah. And it's probably going to be the same as yours. Oh, yeah. You get, you know what? We're going to let you have it. It's the Frau Gruber Hellas. Frau Gruber Hellas, Tony. This was a nice find over at the um, Silver Stamp. I think I so talked, about, talked about Frau Gruber on this podcast a little bit when we had come back from Copenhagen. Uh, well, wouldn't you know... Who, who fell into a keg of Frau Gruber but our friends over at the Silver Stamp? I think they have three, so. Three kegs. Stick around for the um, Silver Stamp, the rare place that actually buys multiple kegs of a beer they would like. Um, unlike Corey's, who buys one keg of everything. And I'm like, but we want more. 
Please. And then, and then <laughs> hoards the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> this Hellas Lager is lovely. 4.8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, they growed, they growed, they, they grew their own Pilsner malt for this. Uh, Frau Gruber grown Pilsner malt. And Middle Fruer, hers, Opal, and Cell, uh, and Select hops. Sounds um, delicious. It's absolutely wonderful. I drank uh, two or three of them, probably. We are over there. Very, very lovely. Hopefully there's more this weekend when I'm back over there. Uh, Tony, how about you? Any lager this week? You're um, feeling better? Just been drinking the Mafco lager uh, because nice. the brewer is out sick with this virus, so I've been getting there, and somebody has to do, do quality control checks on it. And sure, you might only need 100 mils to do quality control on it and sensory on it, but hey, why take 100 mils when you can take a full pint glass? That's my view. Fuck that. Exactly. I tend to agree with Tony here. Um, Good to know. Uh, Tony, what is that lager? Is that still, are we still using caramel malt on that or is that? um... No, no, it's a fairly consistent uh, malt bill. Um, The one trick bit of kit, which you're going to bristle at, but you can't taste it because it doesn't taste like rotten fruit. It uses Kvike yeast. Kvike yeast, yeah. Mm. That's fine. All right. I'll try. I'll, don't worry. I'll still try it. We're good. Yeah. It's, it's the um, – basically they've just plucked out the fast fermenting character of the Kvike yeast and thrown away the rotten fruit part. So. All right. Sounds great. All right. Well, that's tell. Lager of the Week. Yep. Tony, let's play that Beer of the Week sound. Actually, Tony, hit us, hit us with it. I've checked in a few beers this week. Um, my beer of the week, maybe one I mentioned <coughs> a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I'll have to mention it while Kelly's here because I, I checked it in this week and it was the first time <coughs> I checked it in, and I just finished the four pack of it. Um, I'm just going to check if I've got any other honourable mentions. So I've got a couple in the oh. Oh, no, I mentioned that last week. Uh, uh, nothing that I really want to mention other than this, and that is Imperial Logic by Mountain Culture. It's a stout. Uh, they call it a double pastry stout. And it's, who was it brewed in consultation with Griff? Come on, you know. It's called Imperial Logic. Oh, Biologic. Yeah. That's correct. Um we're going to play a short game of Untrapped here. Um, okay. There are 278 check-ins. Comes in at 10.5% alcohol by volume. Um, and the blurb goes something like this. How do we describe a beer as special as this? A beer that during the recipe formulation with our friends Wes and Steve from Bottle Logic, we very quickly realised was going to be the thickest, sweetest, creamiest stout we'd ever produced by a long shot. Mm. Using twice as many adjuncts as our regular stout, we had to source specially, special equipment in order to fit them into our beer, a whole pallet full of shaved coconut, freshly roasted coffee yeah. beans and cinnamon, 
have been added to this rich, dark, multi-stout base that melds together with a syrupy, velvety and decadent finish. Sounds delish. I want it. Yep. Give me a pallet full of coconut. Yep. So me one over. What did that score on Untapped? 300 and... Sorry, 278 check-ins. 4.39. Kelly? Uh, he's 4.39. I'm going to go 4.23. Well, Griff, you're getting out of the well. Kelly, you are not. It comes in at 4.48. Yeah, I almost thought about going 4.4, but for some reason I have a hard time with anything that's not barrel-aged, even though I know people rate the sweet the sweet adjunct stuff pretty high if you yeah. really hit the target. All right, well, that's awesome, Tony. Um, Kelly, you want to go? I'm trying to think. Griff, why don't you go while Kelly's thinking? I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, let's, let's let this, uh, let's let let this turn you. over in your head. I'm going to go with um, – actually, I'm going to go with the IPA I'm drinking right now. It's uh, been a revelation to me. This is called Further Beer by Occidental. It's their first IPA they ever made. It's a 6% West Coast IPA. It's got Azica and Strata. It's a perfectly West Coast, has a vintage vibe about it, maybe. It's not neo-West Coast. I would call this more West Coast, like West straight Coast. down the middle, West Coast, West Coast. Um, and it's perfect. Uh, Occidental is a dangerous brewery right now. They're hitting the target on everything, mostly lager. Uh, the Northwest Pilsner, really good. Uh, this is really nice. I will dish out an honorable mention because I do barrel aged stout every week, so I don't want to do another one. But I did have a nice one yesterday. The Grand Cuvée Del Cerrito from Horace. A blend of not, look at the best stuff they do. Blend of non adjuncted barrel, uh, imperial stouts aged in the barrels that house my four favorite single barrel tip picks I did with El Cerrito from the first round of picks a year, uh, a few years back. So. Each of the stouts was aged for 29 months before they were blended. Uh, the barrels were Four Roses, Old Elk Wheat Whiskey, Old Forester Barrel Strength, and Weller Full Proof. Um, could I tell? I don't know. Um, but it was uh, at a nice, uh, you know how I like it. It had a ton of different, like, uh, I don't know, nut and almond flavors to me and had a nice barrel heat, so... Very good. Excellent. Did you dig anything up yet? Yeah. And it's one is I've really done a shit job of checking my beers in on Untapped. So the one that really sticks out in my mind is the Colch at Silver Stamp. There was something oh, yeah. about it this week. I don't know because it was really, really hot, but it was just really crispy and really delicious. And I was really thrilled to be drinking it. All right. We're going to let, let that sail. Colch. Kolsch, the the Reisdorf Kolsch has been tasting very nice on draft. I don't know if they're getting it faster, turning it over quicker, maybe. It is like extra good. It's it's very nice. We're enjoying it. Excellent. All right. Tony, Kel, I think it's time to move on into the seltzer phase of this show. Yep. Uh, We don't don't have a a drop for this. Do we have any seltzer drops, Tony? Uh, I don't think we do. See what I can find. Cruise uh, to the library. Here. Just if the price is right, one. Well, cares? Ooh. 
pretty much what it is yeah so we do have breaking news uh we just got the seltzer entries this is big news um we have this year there are 36 different flavors currently in the mix Ooh, full uh, they, this is across 10 brands mm. of seltzer or types i guess whatever you want to call them yeah because um there's a heavy. Uh, it's got a. It definitely has a woke Bud Light <laughs> lean. Um, this crew is getting on a boat with their with their woke suits on. This is what I uh, wanted to ask. Has the whole Bud Light cons- controversy affected the sales of Bud Seltzer? I'm sure it has. I don't really have any. I don't have any statistics. No, I know that. But I mean, like Bud Light sales are down oh, overall, kill, yeah, and right. they're not the number one anymore. So Bud Light seltzer is a whole other situation, and they have so much of it. I wonder how hard it is to measure all this stuff. They have like ninety different flavors of this stuff. Somebody, some assistant brand manager is in charge of that. So it's it's a curiosity. Sure, I'm sure it's taken a little bit of a hit, but I also think. Um, I don't, I, I'm interested in the political um, machinations of the, the average Bud Light seltzer drinker. Yeah. Um, now, we know that yeah. part of this was that Bud Light was getting hit on all sides because they right. um, did they did the thing that got all the freaks mad at them. Then they flip-flopped and got a whole other set of people mad at them. Mm-hmm. And now pretty much everyone is like, whatever. And I think we're almost to the point where everybody's forgetting about it. But we'll see. Uh, maybe people have switched to Modelo permanently. I'm not sure how much it affects the seltzer, though. We'll see. Um, but uh, let's let's kick this off. Let's. Why don't we just take a a line down this list and just get a quick breakdown of these different brands. And then what we'll do is I'll have um, I'll have both. Uh, we'll we'll each kind of pick our favorite. We'll most importantly have Kelly pick her five like favorites that mm. she thinks might have a chance at winning. Five. And, um, I think five is. Let's do four. Let's do a final. Let's see who she thinks is the final four. It's a good idea. Tony, nice job. And then um, we'll we'll uh, see we'll we'll see what happens after that. But let's start walking down the list. Like I said, thirty six different flavors. Let's start with the first one here, the Bud Light Tie Dye Pack. Mm-hmm. This consists of three different flavors. Um, the it's cherry limeade, which is a famous uh, drink you can get at Sonic. Uh, we have blue raspberry, uh, which is, uh, you know, I don't know if, how familiar you are with the blue raspberry flavor, Tony, but it's a thing here. We would call it um, have... blue heaven in Australia, but yes, we are familiar with it. And then we have so perfectly twisted berry. Kelly's really trying to protect the sound of the can open. I just really want you to stop talking for. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> uh, Cherry limeade, blue raspberry, twisted berry. What do you like out of this? Cal, break these down for us. Oh, there's no question. Blue raspberry. This is known amongst a group of us who go and execute the bracket. It's known amongst I, seltzer professionals. Yes. 
am the number one fan of the blue raspberry seltzer. I, it's, I just, I love it. I think it's one of the best flavors. There's a little bit of a nostalgic element for me because as a, as a kid going to 7-Eleven, blue raspberry Slurpees were my favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, there's no question. It's blue raspberry. And I'm really hoping it makes it very far every year. It was the runner up the first year of the bracket. It made it very far in this 2022 bracket. So, so you draw you you like this one. This is I, this is a potential I, this is a potential win. I will always vote for blue raspberry. Right. <laughs> Next up. Okay, no so cherry limeade, twisted berry, any thoughts on these or no? Cherry limeade, good. Twisted berry, it's Generic. Kind of a, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very tasting. muddled yeah. berry flavor. It's fine. All right. There is, a, like, there actually is a four pack version of this now that has a pink lemonade oh, interesting. flavor in there that is not the one that we purchased. So, oh, oh well, we won't. <laughs> Sorry out. for your luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough luck, but like, <laughs> good thing but, everything else is going so good for you guys. Yeah. Um, Bud Light Hard Cola is next. Now, this is notably one of my favorites. Um, the flavors here are cola, you know, regular type, cherry cola. One of my favorites, uh, as far as sodas go. Orange, orange uh, which is like your Fanta or whatever, yep. Sunkissed. And mm-hmm. lemon lime, which I think was like a Sprite. You're drinking it right now, so. Yeah, like lemonade well, flavor. No, actually, this is the lemon lime from the original pack. Okay. The lemon lime from... The hard soda pack, if I recall correctly, it was kind of green. And I think we were expecting it to be Mountain Dew flavored, but it was it more like Sprite or 7-Up? Like okay. So, this is, uh, so Cherry Cola was the winner last year. Yes. Uh, how do you like these this year? I mean, I think Cherry Cola will do very well. It was a crowd favorite on the boat last year. It, and one of the criteria that we talk about generally is would I want to drink a whole can of this? Would I want to drink a whole can of the cherry cola? Absolutely. Okay. There's, and then there's other like nuanced things too. Like for me personally, I have to take into account, is it bubbly enough? Because I like a good level of bubble. Some people don't care if it's more flat. I'm not into it. You need your effervescence. Yes. Yeah. We had a brand in Australia, Sweps, and their their branding was um, with the Swepovescence. I like it. I like that. Clever. All right. So the colas are the favorites. That's good. That's that's good to know. That's Um, right up Griselli. I like that. Yeah. I I I do, but I can't drink pop because it's so bad for you. So I'd rather drink a Bud Light cola than a Coke. (laughs) <laughs> but are uh, the diet we, versions so bad for you? Like the ones with yes. all the sugar are? I, I don't know. I, I um, When I quit diet soda, I lost like 15 pounds like immediately. So. Fake sugar is not good for Fake you. Fake sugar not good for you. It's very bad. But it, it depends because fake sugar is bad for you, but there are plenty of other sweeteners that are real sugars. That's true. I'm just yes. off it. It's not for me. But uh, I like Bud Light, the Bud Light Colas. I like getting that cola hit. Uh, if somebody would make like a 
straight up old school type of Coke with the cocaine and the botanicals and stuff, I'd be all over it. Sounds amazing. I'd be up for any drink with cocaine in it. Extra cocaine for me. Thank you. Uh, next up, here's another good one. This was a this was a top last year, the runner up last year. The Topo Chico Margarita pack. Uh, they have a signature. I'm guessing that just means a lime. Yes, and that was the runner-up. That was the runner-up. Strawberry hibiscus, tropical pineapple, and prickly pear are the set here. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. The signature margarita is is one we all really enjoyed, and I remember Mm -hmm. the debate going on, and it was very close. I think it was the strawberry hibiscus that most of us tried it. It came out like hot, it came out like hot pink. And mm-hmm. you know, Corey had posted about we were talking about uh, Sandy Seltzer and how I'm upset that it's not orange. And he thinks mm-hmm. that you know seltzers need to be their their colors. This one came out pink, and I think this was one that we all dumped over the side of the boat because it was gross. Okay, <laughs> so there's there's going to be some in the, for some reason you're going back to that well. And keeping this one in. Well, we wanted to keep in the winner and the runner-up from last year. But you got to keep in the whole pack. Well, there was conversation about this. So (laughs) do we keep in the whole pack? Do we not? Some of us were fine with keeping in the whole pack because, of course, the runner-up is really good. There's other flavors in there that are good. We weren't really willing to throw away everything. And then some people were like, well, no, like let's just keep the one. And then we're going to be stuck with a whole bunch of other seltzers. That right. we don't care about. Right. So you'd rather dump it over the side of the boat doing, than be stuck with it. The way you guys are doing this, maybe there's a way where strawberry hibiscus wins because you match up cola and signature in the first round somehow. Cherry cola and signature in the, in the first well, round. You know what? Then that's the way the that's cookie the way crumbles. the cookie crumbles. I guess. All right. Next up, or Bud Light Sangria. One of the most, most famous Australians would say, "Such is life." That, 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 that famous Australian happens to be a bush, ra- bush ranger that said those words just before he was hung, but they are still some of the most famous mm. words in Australia. It's like our four score and seven years ago. Or I have a dream. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's move on to Bud Light Sangria. Uh, f- a four-pack here of these are just wine types. Red, white, rosé, and tropical. Tropical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This Boone's was, Farm wine type. This was one that, that was new to me. So. Okay. Which one do you think is going to hit here? Have you looked up any of these? You like sangria. I, I, I like sangria. I do. And I, I don't know how this is going to translate in terms of seltzer. Tropical, I think. Sounds like you're skeptical sounds, of these. Interesting. Okay. The like rose as a seltzer. I don't know. Like, I think a rose spritzer could be good on its own, but I don't know if I trust Bud Light to be the purveyors of fine wine products or anything. So, um, I mean, you and I have drank recently. Have drank a you know uh, bubbly rose. So. Now, can I, I make a potential um, suggestion for a new style of seltzer or seltzer pack? Sure, what do you got? And it maybe already exists and maybe it's in the bracket, but the mimosa pack. 
I think it's a great idea. It does exist, and I'm pretty sure we have this. Hold on. Let me flip back. You had it, but you... you, It's not in this year's. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking. (laughs) All right. Why don't we... While you're looking for that, why don't we move on? It was last year. It was... Oh. The Vizzy Mimosa Pack. Oh, yeah. Well, Vizzy. You got vitamins, at least. That's cool. Yeah, we did get our vitamins. All right, so we've got some skepticism on the wine, on the Bud Light Sangria, but that's yeah. going to be a new entry. So that's that's our first brand new one. I, I think a white, the white sangria has potential because apparently, I'm on the website right now, it has peach flavor in it. Okay, so, I'm into that. I do like peach. All right, this is an easy one. This is a, this is the a, only one type here. This is We talked a little bit about this on the show. This is the new Sunny D seltzer. Yep, we did uh, talk about this. So this, Kel, do you like this? Is, does this have a chance, or are you? I think this. I think this will go pretty far. I think the flavor is so distinctive. Like it really does taste like Sunny D. To it me. does. Now I haven't had Sunny D in I don't know how long, but it, it's one of those flavors that is very distinct. Yep, it brings back, out your brings back the memories of Sunny D, even if it's not even close to Sunny D. Yeah. Now, one hold up for it could be that some people don't like Sunny D, like me. But those people are wrong, like you. And okay, you're well, not in the bracket, but so some, it's fine. But, th- but don't do you do you know that all of your friends like Sunny D? I don't know specifically that they've said they like the flavor of Sunny D. I do know that everyone was angling to get it. All right. So, so we're so Sunny D's got a chance because everybody wants it, and so everybody's gonna. It is. It does taste like it. I don't hate Sunny D, and it does taste exactly like Sunny D, but I'm not a Sunny D stan. Um, so I, I would not be dumping it over the side of the boat, but I was sort of, I was, it was mid to me, but it did taste like Sunny D. Can't argue with that. Next up is the Truly Lemonades. Uh, these uh, are these fizzy lemonades, Cal. So. I think they have a, a light amount of bubble to them. I think the Trulies The Simplies were, like, not carbonated. No, those were not well carbonated at all. And I... So it's interesting. We actually had these the first year of... Bracket. Okay. So these are making a reappearance. They're making a reappearance. There's watermelon, original, which I guess is just lemonade, uh, strawberry, and pineapple. Pineapple lemonade, I don't know. Watermelon lemonade sounds good, though. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate that the mango flavor is gone because that flavor made it really far. Wow. Did any of these make it any Um, No. The original was out in the first round. Rip. Um, So was strawberry in there. All right. Well, let's... This is going to go well. It's going to be real good. Let's plow through the last three here, last four here. Uh, next up is the Corona Berry Pack: blueberry acai, strawberry kiwi, raspberry, and blackberry lime. Now these are not the Aguas Frescas or anything. These no, are just normal Corona seltzers. These are just normal Corona seltzers. Um, I'm excited. I think these flavors sound really fun and different. I think, like especially like blueberry acai and blackberry lime. Okay. Yum. Blackberry lime sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, raspberry. I think raspberry is an underappreciated flavor, mm. potentially, for a mm-hmm. seltzer. All right. Now, these these two I'm kind of excited for. Now, Tony, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I've, I have talked about on Fridays I will um, make an appearance over at the Green Valley Ranch. You have? Famous casino. 
<laughs> and uh, sometimes I pick myself up. A, I, I have to I have to return something to Amazon or Kelly. So I will drop it off at the Whole Foods that's across the road there. And then I'll pick myself up a couple of fancy pops. I got like a whole cooler full of weird soda in there. Like um, different kombuchas and uh, like yeah, tapache type flavored drinks and all this stuff. So I um, I picked up some, sometimes I'll pick up a spin drift, which is like a, just a regular, you know, soft seltzer, I guess. And uh, but has like real fruit additives, so um, has like blood orange and tangerine and stuff, and I really like them. Um, but now we have a now we have a spindrift hard seltzer, so I'm interested to know what these taste like. The spindrifts themselves are not super sweet; they're pretty dry tasting, um, maybe a little sweeter than your standard like bubbly or whatever um, fucking Topo Chico or something, mm-hmm. but. Um, not super sweet. All these other seltzers we've discussed are sweet as all get out. Um, not hyper sweet like Gloop, but definitely sweet. Yep. Like um, are these? Gonna t- I'm curious to know if these will taste sweet like a Bud Light seltzer tastes. Um, now the flavors for the Spindrift. There's two Spindrift packs. The first one is the Staycation: pineapple, lime, mango, and strawberry lemonade. That's a lot of flavors I'm, in one flavor. Yeah. No, that's, oh, no, oh, that's, sorry, that's four different flavors. Oh, Pineapple, pause, lime, pause, <laughs> mango, wait, and strawberry lemonade. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for pineapple because I like pineapple. <laughs> that is a great reason. What? I mean, no, I support it. Do you like the Topo Chico straw, uh, pineapple? I think I did like that one. That's delicious. That you one. Gotta, yeah. And you have a truly pineapple lemonade. No, that's pineapple. All right, we're going pineapple heavy pineapple this year. Okay, on. so the Spindrift ones, what do you think? Are you gonna are these gonna be sweet or are these gonna be dry? I'm anticipating them to be truer to like the regular Spindrift flavor profiles. Okay. More dry and and not super heavy on the flavor either. Like I, to me, those are more of like. Not quite like to the point of LaCroix where it's like no, it was strawberry no. truck drove by. That's the amount of flavor you got. But I've never seen a driving strawberry, but I'd love to. Well, you know. <laughs> Maybe the truck was shaped like a strawberry. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. All right. And we have another Spindrift collection. Uh, these are interesting flavors. Uh, tropical. Uh, we have lemon, grapefruit, passion, passion orange guava, uh, a.k.a. the pog flavor. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Blood orange tangerine, aka the bot flavor. Um, so, uh, pog is an actual thing. I believe pog is a flavor that people actually call it that. Oh, really? Yeah, passion fruit, orange, and guava. Oh. Um, well, I'm excited for pog. So, pog spindrift, I think, is an interesting one. Yeah, uh, do you orange. like Do you like any of these spindrifts as a potential winner, or is it too soon for you to tell? You don't know what these are going to be how people receive them. Some of these flavors sound really good. Some of them, they do sound really good. I think challenge, if they are like a true spin drift and are lighter in general flavor, they're going to have a hard time in the bracket. Yeah, I agree. Because, again, like if it doesn't taste like anything... You're going to have your pal- your palate's going to have been destroyed by Bud Light Cola. At this it's point, it's so. the same argument that we run into with uh, beer festivals and 
barbecue competitions, it's all about that right. first sip or the first bite. It's not actually representative mm-hmm. of a good finished can. Like how many of these cans, I know you've got your criteria that you've got to be able to drink a can of it, but how many of these cans would you be able to drink a WNBA size can of? Mm, that's, the, that's the new judging criteria, I think. Yep. Um, and then finally, we have the Sonic hard seltzers, which uh, are available over at Smith's, but only in a 12-pack. Uh, I'm going to assume you're going to get the traditional one. I don't know. This is the one that we... It's, it's either citrus or tropical. Or tropical. I actually kind of hope it's the tropical one because the flavors sound just a little bit All right, well, let's let's use the tropical as the standard here. Uh, the tropical Sonic flavors are ocean water, which I believe is like a coconut Powerade, um, mango guava, orange pineapple, and melon medley. Any of those sing to you? I think mango guava sounds really good. You like those sweet tropical I, I, fruits? Yeah, the tropical flavors just kind of sing for me in a in seltzer world. And pineapple, now pineapple is the undisputed king of fruit, which is convenient yes. that you're on this podcast talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I do like orange pineapple is a good, is a good flavor combo. Melon medley is an interesting one because I'm like, okay, it's got a picture of watermelon and was it a honeydew, honeydew. melon? What the fuck is it going to taste like really honeydew? That doesn't have any. A whole ton of flavor. So I think Krusty the Clown once said honeydew's the money melon. So. Good to know. When has he I'm going to die. I never tasted cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, that's something to watch out for. In Australia, we have a Kit Kat store in the middle of Melbourne Central, in the middle of Melbourne CBD, as all the Asian flavours of Kit Kat. Don't know whether you're familiar with the candy Kit Kat. Oh. They're delicious. Oh, yes. And so one of my girlfriends that's going on the lake trip and part of the seltzer bracket, she loves the interesting flavors of Kit Kats. Mm. Like anytime she has to travel, especially if she's traveling to Asia or if she's traveling for work, she will always seek out the fun flavors. So I'll have to bring some back for her. And you can make a custom bar with your own Kit Kat fillings. (gasps) Okay. Oh, well, now I know what I'm going to bring her back from Australia. So we've broken it down here. Uh, It's a coin purse. Classic tourist. Coin yeah. Kel, we need you to, so just just a quick um, we we I won't we won't go through these, but just a quick um, rest in peace to the ones that got left off. Uh, the Boulevard Quirks Ranch Water Happy Ooh. Dad, which I've seen a little bit around, has terrible looking branding. Um, the Trader Joe's brand of seltzer called Shell House, Club Ultra Organic. Uh, who knows what that is. Uh, Lagunitas Disorderly Tea House. Those are fucking tasty, so by good. the way. Those are so good. Um, White Claw Surf. I don't even know what that is. It was something I saw, and I threw it in in the list on the sandbox. Um, Florida Seltzers, which are maybe too crafty for this crew. Um, I don't know if it's too crafty. It, I think it's just the procurement-ish issue. Yeah, these are ones that I'm not sure finishing a can or multiple cans of it maybe Difficult. These are some. These are glue seltzer glue. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> uh, those are by. Those are by Untitled Art. Um, the Natural Light Seltzers. I'm very sad that those did not get included. Um, 
Uh, the cor- Corona kind of good. The Corona Refresca Tropical Punch, Modelo Aguas Frescas, and something called Neutral. Which oh. Lord knows what that could even mean. Yeah. Um. But uh, Modelo Aguas Frescas, I have seen pictures of on the. They look good. They look good. Those look interesting to I me. Think- so I think those could be an interesting ad in the future. But I'll keep the list. But Cal, at this point, I need you to pick who you think. Who are your final four going into the uh, going into this here? I think I think Cherry Cola is going to make it really far again. Cherry Cola it is, is back in. It is a crowd favorite. It is a very easy to drink seltzer. I think it'll go far. Okay. I I think that. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of I'm interested in these Corona ones. I think something like a blackberry lime. Okay. Sounds like a solid contender. Okay, good. I think one of the truly lemonades is probably going to do pretty well. I would. Go pineapple. I'm going to go pineapple. Let's go pineapple. Okay. Knowing that original and it's the and it is the undisputed king of fruits, which is convenient, is good to know. And then blue raspberry. I just have this feeling. Finally, it's gonna get its it's it's gonna get its day in the sun. Gonna get its due. All right, three years running. Well, guys, um, in the movie, in the famous movie Ghostbusters, um, I. The uh, the ghost, the scary ghost lady named Gozer, says some lends some prophetic words. She says, "Choose the form of your destructor." Okay. And in this game of Untrapped, I am allowing Kelly to do just that, <laughs> in which she will have to guess the untapped ratings against Tony of these four seltzers that she has decided. Are the ones that are going to make the final oh, four. Oh, so. great. Tony, why don't you hit that sound? I do love putting the Simpsons on while I cook. It's a classic move by me. Um, all right, gang. Kelly has named the final four. We're going to go closest to the pin. No prices, right rules here. Closest to the pin on uh, Untrapped. Tony against Kelly. Uh, starting with her first entry in the final four, which was Bud Light, Berry Cola. I did not ask her in advance. These so uh, the untrapped rules are maybe slightly different if there aren't a hundred check-ins. Tough tomatoes, I suppose. Yep. Uh, Bud Light, Seltzer, Hard Soda, Cherry Cola is up first, five percent. It has three thousand and seventy-four ratings. Uh, doesn't need a description. Well, it doesn't have one. Uh, you guys know what it is. It's hard <laughs> seltzer that tastes like cherry coke. Yeah. You've chosen this destruction, Kelly. I want you to put in the first. Untapped score in this game. I think that's only fair. Okay. You didn't know you were go. choosing this destruction at the time, but that's that's not up for debate. Yeah, no. Um, let's go. Uh, 4.2. 4.2. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 3.2. Three point, 
Going hard, eh? <laughs> it's a winner. 3.67. <sighs> Tony. Tony takes that one. Uh, we'll have to calibrate her brain around what hard seltzer gets on un untapped. These are not uh, barrel-aged stouts, by the way. Well, okay. Yeah, I, don't but this you, I don't know what you're thinking's going on. I'm but, just um, going with the first thing. That'll be a brain. win for Tony as oh, that one comes high. in. That you, yeah, you are not actually close enough to win it untrapped, but you are close enough to the pin uh, as that it? one gets it. Uh, it's a 3.47 for hard soda cherry cola. Um, hmm. You're going to have to wrap your mind around right. uh, the seltzer. And that's one of the better ones. So I never um, think about checking in a seltzer on on tap. Here's some reviews we got here. Uh, Lay says just cause and it's too sweet. Shay Devaney says I wanted juice but I didn't have any. Good review, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we have too syrupy from Todd Takei. This is funny. Uh, we have two very white fat men that, and this review just says Du Bois four stars. Mm -hmm. We got some one stars here. Got a few one stars. Uh, I disagree with that because I like. That. I think this thing tastes good. So they're clearly wrong. All right, Tony's up on nothing. Next up, we have the Corona Blackberry Lime. Let's Ooh, see so Blackberry. I think gets extra points, um, but I don't think it's as well loved. I'm going to go with three points. Well, let me let me tell you how many. Okay, okay. go ahead. Nope. I haven't finished my answer, so just give me all the information and my alter my decision. All right, 6,218 ratings. This has a lot more than uh, cola. Discover the only hard seltzer that gives you that day at the beach feeling wherever the day takes you. Um, and that's it really just has a bunch of generic shit about, like, how many carbs it has, which is zero. So, um, yeah, Tony, you may continue. Well, I'm going to continue. 3.38. Is my score. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kelly looks disgusted at my low score for that <laughs> beverage. Now, you haven't tasted this one, Kelly. No, this is just on. On gut. Remember, you gut gotta, you got to play the player, not the game. Yes, yep. yes, yes, I know. Did you say 3.38? Yes, Tony? I did. I'm going to go with 3.47. 3.47. Mm -hmm. So you think this score is exactly the same as the Bud Light Cherry Cola? I was with the Bud Light Cherry Cola. That's, yeah, that's the number I just said. Oh, yeah. maybe that's why that number is in my brain. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, fine. No, I'm going to go with it. All right, that one's going to Tony, too. Damn it. Still neither of you would have won by any traditional untapped measurement. I don't care. Uh, a hollow victory is a hollow one, victory. I'm the Donald this Trump. This going to be interesting. Uh, this one has a 3.06. Oh, sucks balls. Oh, sticks. Yikes. So may, it may suck balls. Well, we'll find out for um, real. Let me see if I can find any good reviews here. This is what you must resort to when the beer fridge is approaching empty. Shame. Shame! 2.75. Oh, my. Bill Godlove, great name, <laughs> gives it a 4.75. Ninja Stoltz. Who's got a fucking Bitmoji picture? Says undrinkable and gives it a 0.25. Um, it's really hard to tell what anybody wants here. What I drank was the new Blackberry Citrus and it was really good. Katie Dose at Cheney Stadium. Don't know what that is. All right, so who knows? 
Um, it's a free-for-all. Next up is the Bud Light True... Sorry, Bud Light. The Truly... Bud Light Truly. They just bought them. It's a Truly Lemonade Pineapple. Uh, let me uh, pull this up here. Ample Lemonade, yes. This one only has 252 ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 5%. And that's all we're getting about it today. Here we go again, says Caitlin Kelly. <laughs> uh, I like that chicken. So, Kelly, you've got to go first on this one, without a doubt. Yeah, Kelly's one. I'm going to go. If you say 3.47, I'm, I'm not going to say 3.47. Don't worry. I feel like the lemonade, see, this is a tricky one because... They usually aren't very bubbly. Ooh, but in my mind, I know. And so it, it's it's an interesting one for me to like try to think what other people would rate it. I don't know if other people care if the bubble as much as I do. People like when it's sweet, and they like when it's barrel-aged. That's what I, my advice you know, would be. We're halfway there. And it has coconut in it. Mm-hmm. You got to remember that who's on untapped, I think, is one thing you have to wrap your head around. Yeah. Who uses untapped? People. people who like, you know what? Uh, people who like, who are big beer people. Right. People who don't drink hard seltzer often. They're not seltzer enthusiasts. These are and people bolts. who are mad that they're not drinking IPAs. I'm trying to, we're trying to coach her up a little bit. Yeah, no. I'm, tra- I'm not trying to mansplain Untapped to you. I, you. You've been a longtime user of Untapped. No, she hasn't. You are a beer person. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have been, but nobody would know. No. Um, okay, let's say we're going to go 3.12. Okay. Oh, got to play the player and not the game. 3.13. Oh. Tony. Oh, come on. Tony, you did it to her. Oh, wow. Tony. Tony, it's a 3.3. 3.33. This one actually did slightly better. I should have said 3.47. If you just say 3.47, you were bound to get one right. By default. Um, Dang it. Yeah, this one's doing okay, only through 252 ratings. So my guess is that this one is sweet. That's my... They are sweet. Yeah. If it's sweet, it's going to get it's gonna get an extra 10 through 2. It's going to get some heat? My guess is... My guess is... Yep. I guess my guess is the Corona one is not sweet. That's my figuring. So right now, Cherry Cola is the highest of them. 3.47 for Cherry Cola. 3.06 for Blackberry Lime. Mm-hmm. And 3.33 for Truly Lemonade Pineapple. So right now, the, the winner of the un, untapped version of the bracket of Final Four that you've created, arbitra- that we've created arbitrarily based on our things we like, mm-hmm. Cherry Cola is the winner. We still have one more to go. We have one more to go. It's Kelly's favorite. My fave. It's the Bud Light Blue Raspberry. And we know what Kelly's going to say, five stars. Yep. So we're just oh, going to yeah. all just pencil in five stars five for times. her. Five times. Five stars. <laughs> okay, I'll go uh, first. So she can yeah. she can try and steal Tart off raspberry me. aroma. <laughs> Tart raspberry aroma. I make no apologies. The classic, the classic taste of a cotton candy. Your taste tuds are calling for flavor twist. I don't know what person wrote this. Uh, it, has, it only has 330 ratings. 
330 mm-hmm. ratings. The score is pretty close to that. It's 3.28. Now, there's a line okay. to set. That's a tough line. Does she go over? That, Does she you, go you, over? You, you, got a tough, you got a tough one there. I think that's almost impossible. That's a tough one to crack. It's a... Maddie, Tony. Tony at 3.28. Mm. Closest to the pin. I know. Ugh. Only 330 check-ins. Uh, here, here's a, I'm, I'll give you a slight bet. Since you've already put, you're out. I mean, Kelly, uh, I, Tony I've already, already lost. Tony already won. So let's see if we can get you on. Uh, let me see if I can find some reviews here. I blew, I blew not like it. Very like helpful beer. review. Wow. 0.75. Rude. Uh, we got a couple little three and a halfs and fours. There is no conceivable reason a human should drink this. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. <laughs> um, These people are deranged. <laughs> double yikes. Michael Hayes. <gasps> 0.25. Tell <laughs> me these people are all One nuts. yikes would have been fine, but double yikes. Carl Stroh likes it. Very, very good. Reminds me of a slush puppy. We had slush puppies at Sea Spray. What's Sea Spray? It's a beach town near where I live. We can take you there. Hey. All right, so there you go. Put your feet in the sand. Up or down? How much does it pain to me to do this? Let's say down. Okay. So I'm going to go with 3.23. Three. Well, you get that one. You calibrated your seltzer senses. Um, this one has a three point one six. So if, if we went, you saved yourself. Went, at least you'd now get access, not just to seventies porn down the well, but you also get access to Twitter. Not Twitter Blue. Only the three hundred. Responses a day, oh. just to give you a little. Oh yeah, you can only. <laughs> you can't write a. Uh, I saw a Nick. What what's the guy's that? name? The Australian nut job, Nick Adams. Oh yeah, your favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he posted like a eighteen hundred word tweet. I swear to God, this is pain. And it was like about how he. Um, it was one of those stories. I can't tell if they're ironic or not, or he like brought somebody into the Admiral's Club because, and he's like, take your mask off, son, or whatever. I'm like, oh what the God. fuck are you talking about? By the oh, way, he's not Australian. Uh, you guys can have him. All right. Well, Tony wins this one, um, but Kelly is the real winner here because she's going to get to drink them all. Yes. Yes, this uh, is true. Well done, Tony. I'll and be, she's got a whole I'll week of 70s Bush, so. <laughs> I'll, nearly, I'll be, uh, sadly, I will be suffering drinking nothing but the worst, some of the worst liquid on earth, Revolution barley wines. Oh, uh, could be way worse. Miserable. Um, well, thank you for joining us, Kelly. That was amazing. I'm excited for you to try these, especially the ones that we don't know yet, namely the Bud Light Sangrias. I think there is a high potential for those to be absolutely hated by everybody yeah. and dumped over the side of the boat. And Spindrifts, which I think could be quite yummy to me and you. But maybe, um, and in fact, we're actually going to real quick. You don't, you guys don't have to guess. We're just going to look up the Spindrift because um, I have a high curiosity level here. The Spindrift yeah. um, Passion Orange Guava. Uh, Spindrift Tony. 
Uh, oh, gang, we might have a we might have a sneaky one here. Uh oh. Through 115 ratings, this has a 3.78. Whoa! Whoa! But this is going to go terribly in their bracket comp because they're not beer people, other than the person sitting virtually that across the table. This from does me. have the color. <laughs> this has color. Um, oh, okay. Just like the hibiscus. This could be really interesting, gang. Uh, here's some good reviews of it right here. Steve says, barely remember this. Three stars. Um, celebrate 08. Four stars. I like hard seltzers much better when there's real fruit in them, even if it means they're not zero sugar. So this has some, some sweetness, sweetness to it. it. Okay. But thank you, Jordan, for the heads up. I like the intel. But I think this could be tasty. Um, I don't know if I would... now. You're factor if we're factoring in our have to drink many cans of it. It's just well, it's we'll a whole can. It doesn't right. have to be many. Right. It's just one. One double we'll NBA size can. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for the spin drifts. Um, very good stuff. Um, Tony, why don't you tell people where they can find our stuff? I will in a minute, but I have a question for you both. Okay. You mentioned about the Sonic Hard Seltzers. Did you know they yes. sold a, another alcoholic product? No. Sonic Hard Slush. What? I don't know okay. whether you can get it in Las Vegas, but it comes in three flavours. And if you can get it, I think you should get it in time for the bracket contest because I think it would be a nice diversion from the seriousness I'm going stock your freezer with Sonic Hard Slushies this fall. This is from last July. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can get them. They're in a bag. Yes. That's my favorite way to drink a beverage. You got watermelon. Uh, you got blue raspberry. And we got yeah, the good old-fashioned cherry sure. limeade. Perfect. Okay. Would right. you try these? I'm actually half interested in trying these. I don't know if they fit into the bracket because they're so different, but I think it would be a fun... It'd be uh, fun boat drink yeah to have it on the boat yeah all right maybe we gotta go to liquor world or total wine or something i don't know how you're gonna move these things but i guess they don't have to stay frozen no they're giant stick them them in the core under the ice or just tell tell homegirl to get yeah i'll just i'll yeah i'm good there you go yeah but if you All want right, to, well, I'm pumped for this. Yep, uh, as you should be. If you want to give us a donation, because we were absolutely scintillating today, especially our guest, somewhat Griff. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd put myself in second banana, Griff is third banana, Kelly number one in today's. Um, you can send us a tip. I like bananas, so we're both in trouble. I like bananas. I just don't like banana flavor, and I do not want to open the, deba- the, the banana. Banana conversation about how you know, I'm not even going to start it because I'll do it. And anyways, so on. Kelly wants plantains <laughs> rather than bananas. Got it. Uh, but if you want to send us a tip, you can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. If you want to send us an old fashioned email, you can do that. Beer engine show at gmail.com. You want to follow us on Instagram. Uh, we are at beer engine pod. Maybe we're getting that new meta social media. I don't know. Not my call. I don't really do the social media stuff. Um, but if you really want to see what we're doing, uh, Kelly's not there, but Griff and I are on Untapped. He's Griff AD on Untapped. He has no friends. Nobody else checks in beers with him. Everybody um, hates me. Yep, everybody hates you. 
Um, so uh, that's just the way of life sometimes when you're as divisive as you are within the beer world. You're like the Sapporo on untapped. You just kill every piece of joy that people had, especially from the 70s and 80s. Uh, or if you really want to follow somebody who has their finger right on the pulse of American craft beer, you can follow me. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. We got it done, guys. We got it recorded. Don't go corrupt on me now, flashcard. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with probably just more me and Tony psychobabble while, uh, and, and getting ready for the excitement that is my trip to Chicago where I will drink, uh, I will do a bracket of various barley wines and then potentially die. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. Sounds terrifying. Can't Bracket wait. Bali. All right, guys. I love it. Bye. Talk to you next week. So long. <laughs>